Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Fair Faithful Podcast. I'm Brian Franco, joined by me as my co-host, Christian Dyer. And we also got some special guests tonight. We got Nair Sickness Podcast, Beto. Cubo! What's up, Primo? Cubo mi rosa! Viva los Latinos! And we also got Fortnite Media on show. And then we also have Beto coming in. Beto. Bashar coming in later. Really? From from now on, from now on, Brandon will be free. really. Hey, hey, we gotta start this show over again. Oh, <laughs> from now on, Brandon will be referred to. Got as Honestly, Christian hey. and I should just leave the podcast because it's just triple B's now. And exactly. hey, you so, Okay, from now on, it'll Brandon will be forever referred to as 49ers Gambino. No, 49ers Gambino. Okay, anyways. <laughs> For those of you who are watching in Twitter, we cannot see your comments, so go ahead and go over to our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash forever faithful podcast 49, and we'll be able to see your, your comments there. Um, just real quick, throwback. What's going on, my guy? Always loyal. What's up, to throwback. Um, all right, let's get right into it. Sunday, we destroyed, we mollywopped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. With the one and only Mr. Relevant himself, Brock Pretty. And Mr. Relevant now. So let's get you guys' thoughts. Me and Christian were there on Sunday to see it live, but let's get your guys' perspective from seeing it on TV. Uh, what do you guys think of the rookie's first real game against the GOAT? Uh, po- podcast. Beto, go ahead. Ah, uh, this dude, man. Having Having many seizures over here. I'm telling you, bro. Go take a dookie somewhere. Um, many strokes. Many strokes. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. Uh, again, Todd Bowles. I I understand this is not the 2020 or whatever they when they won the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they're missing. A lot of key players, especially offensively, but this still was a top five defense coming into uh, Levi's. Uh, forget about Tom Brady. This whole Brock versus Tom Brady is bullcrap because he did not play uh, against Tom Brady. He played uh, against that defense. And Todd Bowles brought in everything the kitchen sink. Uh, I think he had 11, uh, if not more, uh, you know, uh, what do you call those? Um, I can't think of it right now. Um, when they bring everybody at you, uh, blitzes, blitzes. Thank you. Uh, and he was able to handle it very, very well. So I was impressed with that. I was impressed. And now he got, he got his ears wrong in the first, very first play. He made a wrong call, but he quickly learned like, Oh shit, if I'm going to survive in this league, I can't be doing those. And I don't know about you guys, but doesn't it seem like he just, he got to kind of like get the feel of the game for a few throws and then he kind of goes into his own and starts getting into rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I like what I saw, man. And I'm excited to see what he does against Seattle tomorrow in a hostile environment. All right, media, go ahead, man. Um, I mean, yeah, he he even said it like in the press conference, like after the game, that it was on him, uh, you know, on the, on the play where he did get sacked to start the game. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he takes accountability right there. So that's really good to see. And Brock Purdy, yeah, he just looked comfortable. I mean, he threw some absolute dimes. Like, he just continued to 
impressed me like just like the last game and you know it really showed what it looks like when he has a whole week of preparation um and you know the the blitz doesn't really scare him at all like he, he was just fantastic he was just playing ball um you know he almost did have a pick but luckily it wasn't a pick but um you know he he's just looked really really good i thought he looked fantastic i mean Again, he, he just continues to impress me. He's exciting to watch um, as a, you know, seventh-round draft pick. All right. SG, we're doing well. Hope you're doing well, too. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Christian, from what we saw in person, what was going through your mind as the game was going on? He, he I mean, he was making some plays that really had me pretty wowed. Um <clears throat> That one, he, the one where he like sidestepped and darted it in between two defenders to Debo, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's a gamer." Mm-hmm. He he escaped he escaped uh, the pass rush uh, quite a few times. That I was like, "Oh man, this is great" because he was able to extend plays and make some things happen. Um, the biggest thing that stood out to me is his his ability to convert third downs and um, do well in the red zone. I know we weren't in the red zone too much, but when we, you know, he. He definitely um, did really well in the red zone. I think the t- two times of the two tu- two of the touchdowns that we had was in the red zone. Uh, he did really well, um, but his his ability to convert on third down, like I'm pretty sure in the first half, other than that penalty that stopped the third down, he picked up with his legs. He was perfect on third down, which is was really is pretty awesome because we've struggled on third down so much even this season um so i liked what i saw from him i liked that he definitely is a gamer um he has a lot of you can tell he plays with a lot of heart um and he does from what i noticed the most is he too he sees the field really well like i was really watching him when there's pass rush and what he's deciding to do and he's like getting guys in his face and sidestepping and then finding the guy in the flat whatever that you know the the guy wide open to make just to dump off and he's hitting these, these guys for, you know, and instead of it being a sack or a one yard gain, he were getting multiple yards because he's keeping the play alive. And, and it seemed like he knows where his, he knew where his guys were going to be when he threw the ball. So every time he did get a lot of a pass rush, he, he knew what he, where to go with the ball, which I really liked because how many times we see Jimmy panic or, yep. or here's the ball. Take a he, sack. He was doing that at the game too. He's like, yeah, I was making fun of Jimmy when I was when Purdy was actually getting rid of the ball. He threw it away when he was under under too much duress. Um, I like how smart he plays and how fearless he is. I mean, geez, he took a freaking shot in the first play of the game, got right back up and drive the team down for a uh, a touchdown. The play I really liked because at first. When I saw it, I thought, oh, well, he kind of threw it behind Kittle and Kittle made a good catch. But then when I like thought about it, I was like, I actually liked where he put that ball because when he when Kittle was able to move his body and turn around, he's able to it was able to like hold off the, the linebacker and Kittle was able to protect himself as he came down with the ball instead of going and catching it in front of him across the field and getting lit up by the linebacker. He he to me it looked like he was actually protecting Kittle a little bit because if Kittle catches that in stride that linebacker was right there and may have smacked him. Um, so I really liked that, that third down pickup that he had to Kittle just because it was like, it was a really good play. 
and I liked the way the ball placement and Kittle made a good catch because it protected Kittle from taking a big shot. Yeah. Uh, SG, to answer your question, we're going to get to the Seahawks game uh, later in the show. We're just going to go over a little bit about the Bucks game and what we saw from Brock Purdy and everything like that. Um, but just real fast, um, let's. I'm, I want to bring this up. Uh, Brock Purdy has now thrown two deep balls, right, in on Sunday. And Jimmy Garoppolo has only thrown one the whole time he's been here with the Niners. Do you completed. feel like Brock- – Completed one. Yeah, completed. Do you guys feel like Kyle – has opened up the playbook more with Purdy under center now. Absolutely, it's you can see it. Purdy doesn't hesitate; he just does it. He just goes for it. Jimmy's so hesitant too with the deep ball, even if he does throw it, and then he's inaccurate. Purdy's accurate. Mm-hmm. Purdy might not have arm strength, but he's definitely accurate. Yeah, you know, what was ball? his accuracy in college? Like sixty-eight percent. Yeah, I think. He's he doesn't have a lot of arm strength, so sometimes it looks like the ball takes forever to get there. But he's accurate. But I mean, that one I, I talked about where he sidestepped and slung slung it to Debo, that was nice. Like he had some yeah. zip on it, and it was right to him between the defenders. Like that was super accurate ball. That one to that one to to McCaffrey for the touchdown was freaking beautiful. And then the one to Ayuk too to end the half. Oh my the God. one to Ayuk, I I mean that kind of partly showed me his the weakness in his arm, but he also had a guy right in his face, so he couldn't. Finish stepping into it, so I I give him a pass on that. And I like the way he pumped the football, where yeah. he got, he yeah. got the safety to stay still, right? Just enough to free up a youth. Oh yeah, no, running. I love the pump fake that, that he does. Nice. Yeah, it was pump it was fake, nice. and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna throw." It. It's hard to know if it was his arm strength or if just the guy was right in his face when he let it go. It looked like the guy was in front of his face. Ayuk burned that burned the guy so bad that he was wide open for so mm-hmm. long that it had a little bit of extra time to get the ball to him, but um, so. Yo, even that throw to CMC for the touchdown, that was that dude. That was, that was insane. Amazing. That was gorgeous. But just, just what he's able to do though. too. I mean, that run that he ran in for a touchdown. Listen, oh, it, it looked easy. Wow. It looked easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh, defender, a quarterback usually run into their own man or sack themselves, if you will. Um, the way he did that, and the way he was just incisive. He. His he went through his reads that were not available, and he just took off and run in his mobility. Not only that, but remember that one throw when he threw to uh, Debo for a first down when the defender was right in front of him, and he kind of juked. And the that's what we've been by, talking about. Yeah, yeah it went right by him. Uh, man, I love that because listen, Jimmy would have got sacked right there. I don't care what people well, see. Yeah, the, the first thing I said when Purdy ran that ran that one out of the touchdown, the first thing I said was Jimmy could never. No, <laughs> that's the first thing I said while I was in exactly. the game. <laughs> he probably would have got hit if fumbled the ball. I know. Yeah. So, uh, Beto, we were talking about this uh, before the show started, but SG actually brought it up. What are your thoughts on the QB controversy between Purdy and Trey Lance for next year? Um, uh, to be honest with you, CJ Sports Talk, right now it's too early to even go into that type of segment. That's something that for us content creators can definitely talk in the offseason and give us enough uh, ammunition to talk about, but right now, let's enjoy the development of this young kid. Let's enjoy that now that Jimmy went down, that our, our season did he go down the shitter, that it's actually still 
wide open for us to get as far as we can go with this kid. So, honestly, in my opinion, I would just enjoy Brock Purdy to see what he does against Seattle and his development under Kyle and uh, Greasy. And then we'll worry about Trey Lance in the offseason, in my opinion. Uh, but it's too early to tell because he might do really, really, really good and we don't want Trey, or he might just shit the bed from going forward and we're like, we need Trey. <laughs> so yeah. it's too early to tell. Yeah. Media, let's get your thoughts on it. Um, Yeah, like I, I think that, the, of course, the media and the fans are always kind of different because the media always likes to stir everything. And so it's like I think if he continues to just show – he can play. They continue to win. He just continues to play ball. I think there might be some controversy on in terms of the, on the media side. But personally, it's I, I think this is more of like you're showing the Niners what you could. You're showing Kyle Shanahan what you can do, and it's like you're trying to become the backup to Trey Lance and make sure that the Niners don't bring back Jimmy Garoppolo next year. Yeah, Christian, go ahead and and kind of clarify this with uh, what Throwback just said. So we were talking about this with the group chat. Um, yeah, I mean, well, what yeah. I was what I was saying is, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, Purdy's doing really well, and he and he can win in his offense, but he doesn't bring a dynamic. He's not going to win an MVP. Okay, his ceiling is not an MVP caliber season. It's he's going to do what he needs to do, protect the ball, make make plays when he needs to to win games. But he, where Trey Lance has a huge ceiling. Trey Lance ceiling is MVP, what Jalen Hurts is doing right now, <clears throat> MVP caliber season, where I don't see that for Purdy. I'm not saying Purdy's not doing well and, and a good football player and a good quarterback, but Lance's ceiling is extremely high. And if we can get like to, if we can get him to play be to start playing like Hurts is playing, it adds a completely new element to this offense. So um, I don't, I don't see them being, uh, be there, being a controversy. I see him just being a backup, um, kind of like a Nick Foles type thing. Uh, I think he's he's just proven that he is a really capable backup at this point. Um, you know, we're gonna roll with him like the starter now because that's what he is for us. But he, as of now, he's well, gonna be a, a capable. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a capable backup. Um, and it is, you know. I think it's too early to even be having this conversation or bringing it up because he's played two games, guys. Like, let's chill. Do we like, remember uh, Drew Bledsoe being a starter quarterback in New England? And he come, here comes a seventh round uh, or a sixth round uh, pick that had no arm. And people forget Tom Brady did not have an arm. He developed that arm throughout the years as he played. He didn't have that. I'm not, I'm not saying Brock is going to be Tom Brady, okay? Don't misquote me. But who was Tom Brady before Tom Brady became Tom Brady? He was a six-round pick that, that everybody passed on yeah. because he didn't have the, what, the, what people thought he needed to be a good player. Brit, uh, Drew Bristle was that Trey Lance, mm -hmm. was that type of prototype quarterback uh, Brady wasn't now Brady's taller and, and has a bigger frame than Brock, but who's to say that Brock can't be that quarterback? That's fair. Um, you know, I think really winning the Super Bowl might be the only way, way that it, it even changes or makes that conversation. But if you want my honest opinion, if Brock wins the Super Bowl, if the Niners win a Super Bowl, I don't give a flying fuck what happens after that because we won a Super Bowl. I'm good for the next 10 years. I don't give a shit. 
Everything I finally got to experience. Right? I got experience and finally won the Super Bowl. I don't care what happens after that. Yeah, so SG Sports Talk said, how would you grade Brock Purdy's performance against the Bucks from A, A to F? A minus. Yeah, I, I was going to say A, but A minus. Yeah. Really I'm going to get because I'm going to count that interception, especially because uh, I think it was. Just because it was I, called back, it wasn't mean that he didn't throw it. So you're well, not, so yeah, because somebody, somebody, it was Ayuk or Kittle was wide open over the middle, and then he goes and throws an interception, and I'm like, dude, they got what? So that's what I'll I'll give it the minus because he threw an interception. Yeah, and it was called back. I'm gonna give him the minus just because you know that it was a rookie mistake that he made. Obviously, but let's um, keep it, let's keep this in perspective too. If if we if I would have said a third string quarterback was gonna come in. Face the Bucks defense and Tom Brady, and lift and lefty was lefty was going to give him an A minus. People will be like, "No way, he's probably going to be like a C." So an A minus is a great, a great for a third round. Uh, I mean, excuse me, a third string quarterback coming in. The the way I look at Purdy is he's he's came into a freaking fantastic situation, completely yeah. surrounded by talent, yeah. and he's not wasting it. Remember that quarterback? Uh, I'm sorry from from the Bucks. Although we're talking, uh, I forgot his name. He was a rookie quarterback. He wasn't that good either, but he was the defense Glennon, was good and the running game was good. And they Mike, took Mike Glennon, Josh Freeman. No, which who? No, n- none of those. Uh, uh, can't, he was a mobile quarterback too. Can't think of his name, but he was with the Bucks. Uh, somebody remembers in the chat can bring it up, but it was uh, he he came in late. He started like he uh, quarterback went down. And he came in the in the t- um, week number ten or something. And he took over and he started winning games for the Bucks. And he was not a good quarterback. Um, Brock was better, but because they had a great defense and they had a great run game, they went far. I think they went to the championship and lost. I can't think of the quarterback, but it wasn't those two guys you mentioned. It was a a third string quarterback hmm. uh, or second remember. string. I can't remember honestly. Um, I should remember that, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name. Hopefully, somebody in the chat will. Um, just real quick, too. Um, I want to I want to say as well as um, Christian McCaffrey had his first over a hundred uh, yard rushing um, rushing rushing yards for the first time since he's joined the the Niners. Um, how do you guys? What would you guys? What do you guys think about Christian McCaffrey's game on Sunday? You think this is his best game yet? As a 49er, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's never done that against the. Well, Bucks. I'd say that, that yards. Three, I'd say yards wise, yes. But three, I still think that the Rams game was just so good. Even is that the one where he did the triple? Cr- the, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, where the Rams game. Media. The Rams game. Yeah. Yeah, and also, yeah. by the way, congratulations because Christian McCaffrey did win the uh, week fourteen player week. Grand Player of the Week. So congratulations right. to Christian. McCaffrey yeah, I, I think he did good, man. He was really seeing the field well, making a lot of nice fluid cuts, and getting uh, a lot of yards every time he touched the ball. Um, that catch he made was fantastic. That touchdown run was awesome. He's he's getting better and better in Kyle's offense every week. So. Yeah. Um. So, me when me and Christian were there at the game, and we were ready destroying uh, the Bucks and everything. The 
riddle me this. I know you guys could hear this shit through the TV that uh that day, but Levi's was loud. You guys heard Debo chants and Sean King. Sorry, the quarterback I was talking about was Sean King. Oh yeah, I remember Sean King. Sorry about that. Uh, no, no, you're good. But I mean, talk to me how electric that uh that stadium was. Could you guys hear everything through uh the TV? What they were chanting in it there was loud. It oh was, yeah, I can only imagine how you guys felt. Oh, it. dude, it was, oh, so it was it? awesome. I heard that Candlestick Park has not been that loud in since 2011. Of course, Joey was about to say that. It was pretty loud. loud. Yeah, when they were chanting "Purdy," like oh, dude, that the crowd was really chanting cool. "Purdy," it was insane. Like, yep. And his family being there to hear that was really cool too, because it was, it was pretty awesome, man. It was so loud. Yeah, I just, it was. Wow. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I think this is one of the best games I've ever been to. To be honest with you. How was your guys' seats, by the way? We had standing room. Yeah, we had standing room. <laughs> oh nice. So we, went on, we went on the third floor and we uh we In just the sit there the most most of the time. Paid a hundred paid a hundred bucks. It was nice. You can see everything still, so it was nice. Sometimes people say those are even better than because you can move around. You know, yeah, it is. Me and Brandon freaking were jumping and celebrating together because we had all this room to do that. Yeah, yeah, and sitting in one spot, it was nice. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. just the 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 atmosphere. I mean, I was at the I was at the playoffs in 2019, 2019 uh, with Green Bay, Olympic <sighs> Championship, and it that was must have been real- electric. It was yeah. rocking, so I can. Bro, I went to that Browns game, like in October on Monday oh, when, night. Oh, when Brita, when Brita freaking I was busted my for my birthday. Yeah, for my birthday. Oh my god, that was so in the very first. Play, like the vibe was, was so different because obviously, like I'd been a year where you know we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I was, I was there too, media. Really, I was at that game, the Browns game. Damn, yeah. if we knew each other, uh, right? Super cool, man. It's yeah. super cool. That game was awesome because I I won right. my fantasy game that so, week because of Brita. <laughs> you, guys, you guys got to go to a Super Bowl game. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, nothing no. like a Super Bowl atmosphere. <laughs> let me tell you. All right, I'm I'd love to go. I'll tell you that. Hold on, quick, guys. I'm gonna introduce our our own from the Fortnite's High family, Mr. Ted himself. What's going on, Ted? Ted. 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 Thanks what's for having up, me. Ted? Hey, what's How's up, Ted? Going, nice to meet you. What up, Ted? What's up? So I know I know of Beto, obviously. Lefty, I've seen your picture before. 49er Media. What, what's your first name? Anshul. Anshul. Yes. Sounds familiar. All right. Well, howdy, everybody. What's going on, man? You Did you say he was Brandon's Anshul? Anshul? Honcho, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is yeah, it? I, he's I don't know about that. First, he's 49ers get being on. Now he's 49ers Honcho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Ted, let's get your thoughts from uh, Sunday's game. What did you think about Brock's performance and just how the whole game went? Well, uh, you know, I thought Brock played really well. Um, obviously, the first half. You know, we had 28 points in the first half. Uh, incredible. Um, two really nice throws. I mean, a lot of really nice throws, but two nice touchdown throws to Christian McCaffrey and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, so loving that. Um, 
I thought, you know, he also, when, when everybody was covered, he, he ran the ball in, uh, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that, you know, the Bucks defense was a little undermanned. They were missing both starting safeties. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting did, what didn't suit up one of their better corners. Uh, their nickel corner got injured pretty early in the game. And the big one for me is the big guy, Vita Vea. Uh, arguably the best defensive tackle or one of the top defensive tackles in the league uh, went out early before even um, even before Kevin Givens did. So, um, yeah, no, I really like what I've seen from Brock Purry. I'm just tempering it a little bit because the Dolphins defense was a little banged up too. They were missing their starting safety, one of their starting safeties who goes alongside of Javon Holland, uh, Byron uh, Jones, who plays alongside of Xavier and, Howard and Xavier Howard's been injured most of the season and not really himself. You know, there were, there was a point not too long ago where he led the league in interceptions. And I don't think that's what we saw out of him in the dolphins game. So I really love Brock Purdy. I love his mobility. I love his toughness. I love that. He's very accurate with the ball. I don't see him throwing many hospital balls. Um, and uh, you know, I, I just hope he keeps growing. I think as he practices with the first team defense, and with our elite weapons, that he'll just keep getting better and better. Um, but I'm not like one of those like, oh, trade Trey Lance guys, or um, you know, he's the next Joe Montana, or anything like that yet. I mean, I'm kind of in between. I, I think he's better than Mullins, um, but uh, you know, I'm a wait and see kind of guy. I've seen lots of quarterbacks come in and do mm-hmm. well quickly and then fizzle out as defensive coordinators figured out their strengths and weaknesses and. You know, figure out how to take away their strengths and and exploit their weaknesses. All right, all right. Um, and then I I talked about this earlier with with the other guys. Um, do you feel like Kyle has opened up the playbook more with Brock under center now? Yeah, definitely. Especially because Brock Purdy can play with his back to the line of scrimmage. We can run play action from under center. Uh, you're seeing juice check in there more and his blocking is so outstanding. So yeah, I feel like it definitely opens. And also he seems to be better at throwing the ball deep. As I mentioned, the, there was the, the nice throw to CMC that mm-hmm. uh, where he had the toe drag swag and uh, the, the throw to Ayuk, you know, could have had a little more oomph on it, I'll say, but put it this way. Like he had a guy in his face, at least one guy in his face. And that was after the oblique injury. So once you injure your oblique, it's going to be harder to put velocity on the ball. Uh, so, you know, haters would say I'm making excuses for him, but I just say they're just facts. Still a touchdown, though. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, too, is the oblique uh, happened before half, too. And he seemed to be, I mean, he didn't do much in the second half because we, we didn't really need to, but he still seemed like he was playing per- perfectly fine. Um, but, I mean, I think. I think we shouldn't be too worried going into tomorrow's game with his oblique injury. Um, you know, he's um, uh, his status is questionable, but I think he's he's he should be good well, to go. Like Kyle said, it's a pain tolerance thing, so it's yeah, exactly. It's, it's really up to to Purdy and how much he, how much pain he can can deal with, which he seems like he's one of those guys that's going to play no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, it doesn't hinder him too much, and he still plays well regardless of the injury. But yeah. It'll be um, nice because if we can get through this game and win, plus we have a that'll give us a lot of time for him to recover because we won't play again until Christmas Eve. Ten days, yeah. yeah. And right. we win the NFC West if we win. Exactly. This. So we could exactly. freaking rest some guys if we really need to. Yeah. 
So, uh, Sports Talk uh, asks, how would you rate head coach Kyle Shanahan on scale 1 to 10? Uh, Beto, go ahead and answer this first. Uh, based on the performance against the Bucks, or generally uh, as the coach of the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, but as a, if we're going against the game against the Bucks, I would rate him at least uh, 8. Uh, I think he did a very good uh, calling uh, – Helping out uh, Brock uh, and calling out plays for him, so I give him an eight. If you talk about in general from the season since he's been a Niner fan, I will say about a six. Uh, you know, as a Niner uh, coach so far. Okay, um, Ted, go ahead. I like I like eight for Kyle uh, overall. I, I, I'm a Shanna fan, so you know i I have a trouble getting too mad at Kyle. When he's had, you know, Jimmy G and, you know, uh, I mean, I guess you can get mad at the GM side of Kyle for having Jimmy G and Mullins and CJ and Hoyer. Um, but the coach side with those limit limitations at quarterback, I think he's done a pretty, pretty good job. I'm a little upset with them for running Lance up the middle too much, um, you know, um, or even an option where he's likely to run up the middle was how he got injured. So uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I can like him and still be critical. Uh, it doesn't mean I have to say that everything he does is sunshine and roses, which is definitely not the case. I know a lot of people get mad at Kyle because, you know, he's this offensive genius, supposedly, and, you know, defense wins the game a lot for us. But then I, I go to that GM side and say, you know, we've invested a lot in, in our D-line. And uh, Kyle, I think, is, has a big role in that with, along with John Lynch and Adam Peters, I think the three of them. Uh, are pretty influential in, in a lot of those uh, personnel decisions. Okay. Uh, media? I am going to go in terms of this game. I'm giving Kyle Shanahan a 10. I mean, like, it just, I, I just keep seeing it. Like, I'm, Purdy's just playing great. I, I don't really see anything that I'm like, hmm, why, why is this the case? Or why did this happen? So that's why I'm giving him a 10. And this game as a coach overall, I'd probably lower it to seven just because, yeah, you know, sometimes he'll – he has that ego side of him. Um, and, you know, he hasn't won the Super Bowl when he, he should have, so. Yeah. Okay, Christian, go ahead. Well, we all know I've been actually really critical of Kyle Shanahan, especially lately. Um, but just from what being in watching that last game, it kind of have made me rethink things a little bit because how much of it – the stuff I've been complaining about have been because of Kyle not trusting Jimmy to fully run his offense because I just, heck, I mean, I've seen more play actions in this past game than I've seen all season. I've seen a lot more motion in this game than I've seen all season. I've seen a lot more of what I expect Kyle's offense to look like every week that I have not seen all season. I mean, how many times have I said, why, why am I not seeing – what I felt, what I saw in 2019. Why am I not seeing all this stuff? Like, it's, it doesn't feel right. It feels like Kyle's lazy. I felt like I was seeing the old Kyle in, in this last game with Purdy under center, like trusting Purdy to, to let go, you know, to oh, throw man. the ball and to find the open guy, running the play action, uh, hitting, you know, not, you know, not really trying to run the middle of the middle that often, mostly hitting the edges and getting our guys open and out, out in space, which I saw a lot more of um 
so like I probably give him like a, a an actual ten for this game because I saw a Kyle Shanahan offense that I've expected to see all damn season. I finally saw it, which that's what I like about Brock is he's at the minimum able to run Kyle's offense the way it's supposed to be ran. So that's why I I actually like at the moment I like Purdy way more than Garoppolo because Garoppolo hinders his offense to half of what it's able to do most of the time. I mean, I one of the biggest things in Kyle's offense, what I always thought was play action, and then not seeing play action most of the season was bugging the shit out of me, and now I feel like I know why. I'd probably still give him like a seven his, for his tenure here because he has had a pretty rough, but uh, the more that I see um, other guys that are capable to run his offense, how much different it looks compared to the guys we've ran it with, I can understand why it's been bad and it's been upsetting because I felt like while I was at the game, I was watching a Kyle Shanahan offense, which is why we easily put up 35 points. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to move on to our next opponent. We play against the Seattle Seahawks Thursday night football. Fuck them. All right. We got a couple injuries going on. Um, Brock Purdy is questionable. It's still bleak, like we talked about. Uh, Debo's out for like three-ish weeks, Kyle Shanahan said. Um, And we got some injuries on defense as well. Uh, What are we expecting for this game to be able to pull out a dub with um, some star players that we have out? It'll It'll be the same thing we saw against the Bucks. I know, like, it'd be a little different because uh, Debo's not in there, so it might change things a little bit. But I think similar, Purdy getting the ball out, moving around in the pocket, mm-hmm. getting the ball out quick, not, you know, not taking really many sacks, um, making things happen, get rid of the ball. All right. Um, I think we'll definitely um, see it very. I expect it to see similar. See, you know, I think we'll run that. We should run the ball a lot and play off of that. A lot of play action. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle, like, you know, continues to try to blitz him um, or at least try to confuse him. So, um, but I expect to see something similar. I mean, it's, it'll be a little different because of no Debo, but I don't really expect to lose to this Seattle team that we shut out the first time. Special teams touchdowns don't count. We shut their offense out. I don't expect to give up enough, to give that, let them score enough points for us to actually lose this game. We don't have to put up that many because the, we're going to bring them right back down to earth. They're not going to be that. I'm not worried about the Seahawks one bit. Yeah. I, I agree with you, man. I I agree with you. Uh, listen, the Carolina Panthers ran for over 200-plus yards on that defense. They're tired. They got gashed. They're playing in a short week. The Niners, you know, McCaffrey had his best run as a 49er. Uh, Jordan Mason, uh, little Marshawn Lynch, uh, we're going to give the Seahawks fans their version of of uh, Marshawn Lynch and Jordan Mason, hopefully. But we're coming. We're going to run the ball down their throats and stop the run. And they're they're not good in stopping the run. They can't run now. They, I think Walker will be playing for them, uh, so that's a good thing for them. But I think we can handle him. We stop the run and we run the ball. I know it sounds cliche, but it is what it is, especially on the road. Stop the run, stop the run, and run the ball, and your chances are great. And just put pressure on um, 
just put pressure on Geno Smith. Uh, we did not sack Tom Brady once last last Sunday, but we were in his face so much and we pressured him so much that he was not on his game. You do the same thing to Geno, and this game is pretty much going to be a double-digit win. Geno's not getting rid of the ball. As, as fast as Tom, takes, you're right. Tom got rid of the ball so many times. There would have been five sacks if Tom couldn't get rid of that ball. So Gino's going to take at least three sacks tomorrow. And I felt bad for Bosa because I really wanted him to have a sack against. They took one what, from him. What are the chances he's going to play him again? Unless we play him in the playoffs. Uh, Tom Pyatt might retire. I don't, th- I don't think they'll play the Bucks in the next couple of years. Tom will be gone. So I yeah, wish it would have been a nice sack for his they stole one. They stole one from him. Yeah, they yeah, did. He, had, he did get a sack that one. They just yeah. Kyle should have challenged it because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a sack. Yeah. So Joey asked, "Are you guys worried about their CBs?" Woolen leads the league. Woolen's like really, really good. I'm worried yeah. about him. No. Yeah. No. I'm oh. not. I'm not because he's. Yeah, he's. Lead, but they played terrible ass teams and terrible ass offenses all season. So I'm really not that worried. Like, you, has you forget. Been- you forget that Seattle's had one of the easiest schedules all season. Ha- yes, they've they've made the best of it and done really well and have their chance have their chance to make the playoffs because of it. But they've had a damn easy schedule. They have not played that many good teams, so I'm really not worried. But but when we played them, they did play everybody. Else. It seems like um, they're completely out of sync when we played them, and then after we're, after they played us, they seem to pick up steam and because you know, they start. Go ahead. say so they haven't faced a defense like us even since us. So they have, we're the best defense I mean, they faced all year, and we're going to be the best defense they face again. I mean, I, I, I think I think we'll. We should stop them somewhat, but I just I just don't see it being as easy as it was week two. That's all. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully it is as easy. That'd be fun. I mean, I'd, I'd love to destroy Seattle on their own turf, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, tell us, get your thoughts. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. <laughs> it's always a close game with these guys. I think we we've barely beat them in Seattle once in the last over a decade. Mm-hmm. Last time we beat them there was 2019, and before that. I think it was 2011, which was the last time we swept them. Um, they're, you know, yeah, on paper they don't look good. They don't look like they have a good run defense on paper. But you know, when you stack a bunch of guys in the box, um, you know that that can help take that away. I worry about Nwosu, especially if they line him up on Mike McGlinchey. Uh, the guy's got nine sacks. Tariq Woolen, even if they're not good teams, he's got six interceptions. That's way more than anyone on our team has. He's got incredible makeup speed. I think Brandon Ayuk is an insane route runner. I think Brandon will get separation. The question is, will Purdy get him the ball there before Woolen can recover? Because I do think he has elite recovery speed. He's like 4'2", and the guy's 6'4". He has length. Uh, so even if he doesn't quite get back a- into position, he can leap up and, and make a play. Um, yeah, the, you know, DK Metcalf is a matchup nightmare, even for a great defense. Uh, the guy's big and fast. Tyler Lockett has uh, six TDs in a row in games. That's the most in the NFL by several games. Um, and, oh, guess who their wide receiver three is, guys, or have you guys all heard? Mark Goodwin. Good, 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 win. good win. win. And he had yeah. 100 yards last week or something like that. Yeah. So, and how have X Niners done against us this year? How did Dante Pettis do against us? They cooked us. How did Jet McKinnon do against us? How is River Craycraft, who never did a thing 
it's and Trent Sherfield. Yeah. Oh, don't so, remember that Sherfield. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then you know it's like I I like Purdy. I said that earlier. I really do. But we haven't seen him outside of Levi's. And Lumen Field, or whatever they're calling it these days, is about as far from the friendly confines of Levi's as you can get, not geographically, but, you know, figuratively speaking, as far as a rough place that's loud, you know, I would say it's second only to Arrowhead, if it's even second to there. So it's a really tough place. Rookie quarterbacks are like 3-12 and 12 there since 2005. Um, and not that I really don't think Brock is like most rookie QBs, I'll be honest, his four years at Iowa State. Makes him better, in my opinion. But no Debo, that's a concern. I think Ray Ray will help, but you know nobody takes Debo's place. He's if he's not our best weapon, he's our most punishing weapon. Um, you know, and so th- there's there's some things to worry about. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker should be back, and he's a hell of a running back. Uh, they didn't have him against the Panthers. They didn't have Shelby Harris against the Panthers. Uh, Al Woods went out early. I I don't know. Did anybody see a, a practice report today? If he practiced, I know he didn't. I yesterday. believe he is questionable. Yeah. So if Al Woods plays, that's a big difference maker in the run game uh, or run defense. So yeah, I mean, and and then special teams uh, TDs they definitely count. I got to disagree on that one because they counted in 2021 when they faked the punt and that seven points well, is what they won that, the game by that Travis so Homer didn't count week two because we were 27 yeah seven. I'm just referring to the fact that we shut their offense out oh yeah it was incredible that's why I'm saying it doesn't count because they scored a special teams touchdown compared to we did shut their sure. offense out the first time yeah. we're the best defense they've faced all year yeah they have, they've not faced one defense even close to ours since they played nope. us like so that's what I'm saying I, they don't really scare me that much because yeah, they've been well, able to put up points at times, but they've played pretty weak defenses compared to ours and our yeah, defense. I, our defense now, other other than losing, you know, losing uh, uh, E-Man, our defense now is better than it was then. Well, they, uh, no, because we had Kinlaw and Armstead then. We had Hassan we got Armstead. Then. We had Givens. Still. We had four defensive tackles that now we only have one of them. We only have Armstead. So that's a big difference. Um yeah, no, Emmanuel Mosley. I, I like what Lenore's doing, but yeah, he's no E-man. Um, yeah, and now we have we do have Jimmy Ward back, and he's playing really well. I'm really happy with the way he's Dude, playing he played, at nickel. Played out of his mind mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I mean, said. Sunday. Yep. I said I thought it looked like he was in the huddle with with Brady and the offense there. Like yeah. He knew exactly what there was. No fooling him as to what they were doing. People are challenging Jimmy, and and he's making the best out of his opportunities. I, I really, mean, he also had the like Superman type of pick, you know, versus Miami. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, and I think he got a bad rap because. You know, he came back with the club and, you know, it was his first games back and he wasn't in game shape and now he's getting there. I just want I just hope we, we see him more on Lockett than Marquise Goodwin, because I think Lockett is more of a, you know, route runner and, and Goodwin is a burner. And I just don't like Jimmy Ward's speed against a real fast slot receiver. So, um, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not picking us to lose. I, I do think we'll win. I think we'll win by maybe three or six points. But I do think it'll be close, and um, in a close game, I always say anything can happen. So that's, you know, some fluky play, some bad call, some injury, some special teams play, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, Here's I think the thing. I think it's gonna be closer than a lot of people think. Here's the thing: I, I don't think the Seattle Seahawks de- or offense is better than the, the Buccaneers' offense. We suffocated them completely. 
So I think their O line is, and I think that's a big difference from week two. They had three rookies on that O line who have all gotten better over the mm. season. And uh, you know, the Bucks were missing Tristan Wirfs, who's maybe the best right tackle in football. Maybe it's Lane Johnson in, in Philadelphia, but you know, he's in that conversation of top right tackles. They were missing their left tackle, Donovan Smith, leads the league in holding penalties. And sure enough, he had the big hold on the Mike Evans TD that reversed it. Uh, and then uh, they're missing their center, uh, Jensen. Right? I think it's Ryan Jensen, something Jensen. Mm -hmm. So um, I know the Seattle Seahawks center isn't very good, but I think their line is decent. And honestly, I think Geno Smith is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, at least more proven at this point. Um, so I think there's some similarities to 2019 where we've got the better team, the better defense, but they've got the better QB or at least the more proven experienced QB. Um, mm -hmm. And so I see some similarities there between that and the, the first meeting in 2019. So I don't think this happens, but uh, Joseph asks, what if Purdy doesn't play? Are you worried? I'm worried. Hell yeah. I don't want to see Josh Johnson out there. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm worried. Very worried. It's worrisome, but I mean, if he Josh Johnson can score 21 points, I think we can win. But I don't think it matters because I think Purdy's going to play anyways. But the factor um, that that's there for us, even if we do have Josh Johnson out there, um, they are terrible uh, defending the run. So you know, a dream scenario would be Josh. Josh it Josh doesn't. Johnson yeah, comes it doesn't out there really and we just run the ball the whole day. I, what I expect is they might try to stock, sack the box early, but it seems like Purdy's pretty good at – he's pretty intelligent, so he may make them pay. The way we always get frustrated because Jimmy can never make them pay when they stack the box, Purdy seems to be able to – either he – I mean, that I mean he can he's even smart enough to change the play at the line and, and make something happen when he sees it. So I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if they might try to start – uh, to um, stack the box, but I don't think teams are stacking the box against Purdy that they have against Jimmy. So that kind of makes a difference too. Well, here's something to think about. And I talked about this when Zach came on Ted Talks Ball last week. We were talking about, now that was before we played the Bucks, but we said things the Bucks might try against Purdy. And one of them was don't blitz so much because he beat the blitz against the Dolphins pretty well. He handled it. He handled the pressure. And Zach made a comment of like, hey, if you've got a young QB, like you can almost help them by blitzing because it opens up a, a guy really quickly. You don't have to think much. You just get the ball to the open guy where the blitzer came from. Mm -hmm. And it makes it simple. And and we both said, well, maybe the smart thing for the Bucks to do would be to rush four and drop seven. And guess what the Seahawks do quite a bit of? They, they, they blitz the fifth, you know, in the least five of any team in the, in the NFL. So in the, uh, you know, Lower five. Anyway, uh, David Lombardi tweeted it out today, and I made a quick short of our, of our video with Zach and uh, posted that in there. And it was, I thought it was pretty interesting stuff uh, that it could be a problem for Brock beyond like, you know, the noise and everything else there. And the great, you know, Woolen's a really good corner. I think Michael Jackson's a pretty good corner. I also think that um, uh, Quandre Diggs is a very good free safety as well, too, at least in coverage. I don't think he's obviously yeah. he got posterized against the Bucks in the in the run play, but um, you know I think he, I I was jealous when they got him, and I still think he's a good uh, free safety. See, I'm fine if they want to if they you know want to drop seven and, and rush four. They're pretty bad against the run. They hit him with a couple of draw plays out of the shotgun. 
when they're rushing four and they're going to get make them pay. I think they're already terrible against the run. If they decide, you know, to stay back and, and only rush four, and, mm-hmm. and it's harder for Purdy to to find the op- uh, an open guy, then you just keep you just keep gashing them with the run. And we're not going to have Debo this game, so that, that yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how we um how we figure that out. Um, you know, it, it would be that Joey Joey Mahoney's here in the chat. He's I think, Danny Gray's biggest fan, so maybe we get him involved yeah, finally. <laughs> I th- I see what I think with no Debo. I think we should. I think what we should see at least is more of a a bruiser type run game where you do give you know McCaffrey gets a lot of touches, but he gets some you know on the on the stretch plays and stuff like that. But we get to see a lot more of um, Mason, you know, up the middle, you know, because he's a bruiser and he's going to start beating that defense up. And then that's when stuff starts to open up even more. So because there's no Debo and it takes away from our more for net for run game, maybe we can add a little more power to our run game with Mason. Um, I don't know that's what's going to happen, but that would be a good way to, to counteract losing Debo is to just add a little bit more of a power run game to the offense. And we can still um, use Kittle a bit more. We haven't really used – and we used him a little bit over these past few weeks, but I think I think him a whole lot more. I think he makes Purdy feel co- comfortable, so I think as weeks go on, we're going to see a lot more Kittle getting the ball. Yeah, I think Kittle has a big matchup advantage. I don't think they have any. The two Seahawks people I had on yesterday – uh, one content creator and one longtime fan that I've gone back and forth with on the timeline for years. Both felt like uh, Kittle. They don't have anybody who can cover Kittle. Yeah. Just to answer uh, Joseph's uh, question real quick. If we win tomorrow, we win the division. Yes, we clinch. Joey already done though, brought up a great stat line about him. Purdy, by the way. Um, yeah. Oh, I just put it up for you. <laughs> but yeah, Purdy is 27 of 37 with 281 yards with three touchdowns when not blitzed. Pretty good stat. That makes it hard to defeat to beat a team when their run game is super good, and then their mm-hmm. rookie quarterback's actually pretty proficient. That's why I'm really interested to like see what Purdy looks like in the in terms of when like a team's not blitzing. Because again, well, Ted said that you know, you know they're kind of at the bottom right. of you know blitzing. So I mean, they're, they're playing more coverage. So I'm very interested to see how Brock Purdy actually does with that because we haven't really seen that since both well, it's, Miami and it's um, it was inter- interesting with all the injuries Tampa Bay's defense had because they still are yeah. saying like they were top defense still good regardless and he freaking he diced them up like onions so <laughs> he torched them. <laughs> I, I mean I like I know they're a little hurt but they're still considered one of the top 10 defenses in the NFL so and he and I, Seattle's defense other than turnovers I don't think they're that good so I yeah. I mean, it's it's like uh, who's the other? I'm trying to think of the other deep. Oh yeah, so perfect example. You know, in college football, freaking USC's defense was terrible, but they got a lot of turnovers. Doesn't mean that they're not terrible and going to lose games that are important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because you get some turnovers doesn't mean it's going to make the, you're going to you're going to make enough difference to change the game. Yeah, if you suck. <laughs> so yeah so for the um seahawks injury report um questionable is safety joey blunt back uh cornerback trey brown illness running back dj dallas 
ankle and safety, Ryan Neal, knee, defense tackle, Al Woods, Achilles. So it's looking like uh, they're uh, banged up too. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I hate is, and it's I, obviously we can't do with it, but I feel like every time we play Seattle, we're not healthy. Like we're not at a hundred, even close to hundred percent. So I saw too that uh, Hyder's questionable in the injury report. Yeah, he'll play. So, uh, so and me and Christian were kind of talking after he got hurt on Sunday. I thought he was gonna uh, be out, but just to hear that he's questionable. Um, that's actually really good. It, they know. actually said, uh, Kyle said that if the game wasn't the way it was and we were not leading by so many points, Hyder would have came back into the game. So yeah. that's a good thing. The one, the one we did lose was Givens. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, was Givens. Oh, we already yeah. lost Ridgeway too. So it's like Ridgeway. That's Ridgeway was the So one. I guess it'd be time, time McGill oh, might get see, some more playing time. It, what, the thing is, though, is because Armstead's back, obviously. It hurts not having many healthy guys, but mm. it's as bad when we didn't have him or Ken Law because most of the most of the game Armstead's going to be in, and he's been absolutely dominant since he came back. So it's you know we're not trying to fill two spots constantly. So it, you know there's a little bit of a hurting with not having Ken Law, but the fact that we do have Armstead doesn't, that's why it doesn't worry me too much. Like the injuries suck, but it doesn't worry me too much because we still have Armstead and he has been an absolute terror. Since he beast. Back. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to answer what Joey was saying. He said something about if we win the, um, he said, if we win the third, if we win the seat, you know, the, the division on Thursday, that he's just going to bench everybody for the rest of the, but who are you benching for the rest of the season though? I and mean, the thing just, is, I wouldn't bench I people because the thing is, if we're, you, we're trying to get the second season. Yeah. And, and the thing yeah. is, if you look at like, I always go back to this season, but remember when the Ravens made, like, I think it was the year that they lost in the first round, like the first time. Yeah. And they basically didn't play their guys week 17 or yeah, they didn't play their guys there the last week. And mm -hmm. so, then they came out totally just flat into the playoffs, and that's how they ended up losing. So, like, I would not bench <laughs> our guys. Just I don't think they, they can I, I feel that way too. If they win the division on tomorrow, they still they have a chance to get the second seed. People always tell me what's the difference between the second and third seed. I go, second seed, you play two games at home in the playoffs. If you yeah. win the first one, if Philly happens to lose to to the Cowboys per se, then the NFC Championship is played in Levi's. Yeah, Thursday, it's hard. You hard to beat us game. at home. Yeah, hard. So hard to beat us at home. In third seed, so and that second seed is very winnable. Also, yeah, yeah because Minnesota has not been looking good the past couple weeks. Nope. So we can yeah. easily get that second seed. Yeah, I think. So I want too. to bring up something about the injuries real quick. Okay. Um, so that weren't talked about because uh, I was going to get to it about the special teams, which is Tarverius Moore has been out for a while. Uh, we lost Dante Johnson to an ACL in the last game. And then uh, Womack now is out with a concussion. Yeah, that hurts. So those are three stud. Yeah. So those are three pretty big special teamers we're missing. And when we're talking about special teams against this team biting us pretty often, that gives me a concern too. So yeah, because we end up <laughs> somehow just like totally being awful on special teams when we play yeah Seattle. so moving forward don't remind me Oswald, see but when we played when we played them the first time um we our special teams were still kind of getting you know used to the new guy 
and since then they've been actually really really good since since that game so it's a lot different compared if you're comparing the first time to the set to now because uh, there's been a our uh, special teams have been right much now. yeah they've been much better and I, I don't I haven't a better Twinsky right he's not beast who's a beast because you were cutting off say that Mitch 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 Wisnowski. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Mitch. So, um, also, too, is uh, God, I wish I had the stat line right now. Oh, let me actually know. I took a picture of it. Um, I saw because I saw on, I think it was NFL Network, the Niners have allowed 17 or fewer points in six straight, straight games, first time since 1991. So, I mean, that's. The defense is doing their legendary job. Legendary right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. Hey, remember the legendary. Uh, if we season. if we win the yeah if we win the Super Bowl, this defense will go down as one of the best ever. What, what was your legendary comment, Brandon? Remember what? Remember the, the when Quan Alexander was saying it's yeah legendary. he's always saying yeah he's always say that he always hyped up the defense. But uh, the, the, no, what was the group called again? The hot, the hot boys. boys. The hot, hot boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. So, um, moving forward, um, we're going to be ending here soon, shortly. But I want to get everybody's X factor for tomorrow night's game um, on offense and defense. And we'll uh, go ahead and start off with Ted first. Um, who's going to be your X factor for offense and your X factor for defense? Uh, I'll, I'll chicken out and say Christian McCaffrey on offense and defense. I'll get a little more bold and say Hafanga. Okay, okay. Uh, Bashar, go ahead. Uh, Kittle, like I mentioned earlier, I'll, I'll stick with Kittle. Okay. I want to see Kittle blow up and get, and get some big plays. That would be nice. On um, on defense, uh, I'm going to say Drake Jackson. I want to see Drake Jackson sack Geno Smith a few times, or at least once. All right. He's Beto. been a stud the last couple weeks. For me, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. I think he's going to step up and have a good game. Mm-hmm. And for on defense <laughs> – it's going to be uh, Greenlaw again. Damn it, Beto. You fucking took Drake. both mine, you son of a... Damn it, Beto. Why you take both all right, mine? All right. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> all right. You know I think I like. Uh, <laughs> I know, defense. Right. <laughs> defense, I'm sticking with my guy. And Beto, you just took my guy, too. I'm going with Drake Greenlaw. I went with them last week. I was right, too. Like, he, he was just fantastic. So, I'm going with... Drake Green. Also, by the way, go vote Drake Green and Fred Warner to the Pro Bowl because right now they're not getting respect. So, guys, make sure you guys go vote. For them Give the man some respect, y'all. Exactly. Um, and then on offense, I'm gonna go with Brock Purdy again just because I want to see how he does versus, uh, you know, more of a coverage type of defense team that doesn't blitz a lot. So, going with the same picks as last week. There's a pretty funny Danny Gray argument in the chat, guys. Um, yeah, I saw that, but Danny Gray hasn't been on the field, so you can't say much about him right now. Um, Christian, go ahead. He did get his first catch, finally. Yeah, he so, did. I'm also, obviously, Let me get your offense, pick, offense, I'm going to say Ayuk. But the reason I have to say Ayuk is because with no Debo, Ayuk legitimately has to be the number one receiver now. I said it last week because I wanted to see him do it, but now he has to do it. has to do it. So I'm going to say Ayuk because I, maybe we finally get to see what I've been wanting to see is Ayuk really become that number one receiver. Um, and then I'm going to go Greenlaw because he's been an absolute fucking stud the last couple of weeks and continue and playing such a high level. I expect him to make 
um, a big impact in this game, and maybe even a play that that um, changes the tide of the game, whether it be early or late mm-hmm. in the game. So. All right, uh, mine offense. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Brandon Ayuka as well. Um, just like how Christian said, uh, this is his chance to be sh- uh, shown as a number one receiver uh, with Debo out. And knowing that I know Ray Ray is going to be out there a lot more. Um, I would actually kind of see Danny. I would like to see Danny Gray out there more than Ray Ray, but it is what it is. Uh, and then on my defense, I'm going to say uh, Dre Greenlaw as well, um, just because he's been killing it the past couple of weeks. I got that guy on my fantasy team and gave me 15 points last week. So I'm going to say Dre, big boy Dre. Um, But, yeah, and then um, also as well, guys, um, God, I had something I was going to say, but I forgot. But uh, any last words or comments you guys want to say before we end the show? Not everybody at once. I guess the biggest thing for me is like, again, it's just I have a big concern about how this team comes out just because it is in Seattle and, you know, the the Niners haven't been, you know, all that great in Seattle. Like we said last time, you know, luckily they were able to do it in 2019. But so that's my biggest concern is that they're going to have to, you know, come out like from the start, play really, really well and just do that the entire game. That's my biggest thing that I'm kind of concerned about in this game. Stay healthy. Get a W. Have a clean injury report. Um, let's do this. Let's win the division. Yeah, for me, penalties. Do not uh, stay disciplined. Uh, stay disciplined, man. Play smart. And the McClinchy, if you get a false start, I'm going to kick your ass myself. <laughs> You said it. You know, we didn't say his name there after, the, after this past game because that that was one of the few one of the few games where we didn't have to worry about McGlinchey so much. Yeah, McGlinchey yeah. did all right last week. So. He's been playing good the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, he, he even I had a, the past few weeks, but this, he played better yeah. this past game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Ted, any last thoughts? Uh, pound the rock, get the ball to Kittle, uh, and you know, play some good special teams. I'm counting on the defense to play well. I don't feel like I have to say that. So. All right, and uh, for me, I'm going to say um, let's hope Big Glock, Brock. I wanted to say the other one, but it's okay. This is a PG show. Um, Since when the uh, fuck is this a PG show, Brandon? Hey, we got some fuck. You need to have a, a fucking PG. Hey, but did everybody see what Kittle did after Purdy scored? I saw that. That was ridiculous. I hope he doesn't do it again, please. Wait, what did you say, Brandon? Brandon, what did you say? Let go. Oh, no. about Purdy. Huh? What did you I didn't hear you. It's pretty big. Uh, Big Glock Brock. I think this is kind of... um. This guy keeps asking this question. SG Sports Talks Channel, Shardali says, thoughts on Tom Brady becoming the first quarterback to throw for... 100k passing yards. Um, don't care. I mean, I, he's a goat in many people's eyes, so it doesn't surprise Who me. Cares. Cares than anybody. Um, for for me, I want to see Mason get the ball in freaking times that actually fucking matter in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the game, because I love the way he runs. I love how he gets skinny 
Um, and you know, he'll like I noticed he goes sideways a lot in a small hole and gets through and gains a couple more yards. Like that, like the way he's able to move his body, his great body control. I want to see him get the ball some, and then I want this. I want to see this defense can continue to get. This defense needs to continue to get turnovers. That's what I want to see. Just a continuation of getting turnovers like we've been getting. So more turnovers. Okay. <laughs> I started off. You did not say Jimmy. Did not compare Jimmy Garoppolo to Tom Brady. You got to. Yeah, bro. I'm like, and I can't believe Brandon even put it up there. Hey, I had uh, to, bro. What? Funny. He goes, who? who uh, I can't. I'm not even going to be afraid. But he compared said, Tom Brady to Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, I hate to say it. I don't want to shit on shit on the guy, but I think it's pretty pretty safe to say that Jimmy's not going to be coming back next year. I mean, it's yeah, a full, it's total foregone conclusion. Yep. How are you going to put Garoppolo in the same conversation with Tom? Dude, this, <laughs> no, I've never this, seen that before. This per so, the, but like, does Purdy doing better in this offense hurt Jimmy's stock too? When with other teams, <laughs> I think so. I don't. He's already, already played better. Well, now Jimmy can't do sentence. nothing because he's hurt. So. Here's the sentence. Go ahead. Jimmy Garoppolo was Tom Brady's backup. That's the sentence. It is. And and, and this whole thing about his stock is going down. Each game that Brock wins with Kyle, Jimmy's stock goes down for next offseason because one thing that Jimmy can say, well, the Niners win games with me. Well, if we're winning games with Brock, maybe it wasn't Jimmy. (laughs) <laughs> shocking shocking hey right but not, and notice how their media is the media is not talking about oh jimmy grapple wins games with the niners oh the jimmy we're, we're talking nothing but brock purdy They're that's gone. it yep well brock purdy's a sensation bc right now, yep bcb baby so um i think other than that guys i think we're going to call it thank mm. you ted for joining us we really appreciate it Absolutely. I've been Anytime. wanting to have you on the show. For a while. Nice to meet you, bro. Like, likewise, nice to meet you, Ted. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Ted. Been yeah, always all had I, a few times. It's always a pleasure. So, I've yeah. had lots of people be really nice and collaborate with me. So, up into Barrowat, just hit me in the DMs and let me know. We yeah. we all know your favorite te- pastime is shooting on all the all the other fans of other teams. Uh-huh. And <laughs> some of ours Twitter. too. Some of the Jimmy G stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all do. Oh, yeah. Those yeah, we know that's your number one is shitting on the Jimmy section. But, yeah. Um, Ted. Well, before we end it, uh, go ahead and share where everybody can find you at. Oh, sure. On Twitter, it's right here. You can see at TedH6. Uh, on YouTube, it's Ted Talks Ball. And on Instagram, it's Ted underscore Talks underscore Ball. But you can find it all on, on my uh, you know Twitter bio. So, Ted, I at Ted H6. I, I'm sorry, Ted. I misunderstood you, bro. No disrespect, but I thought you said Ted plays with his balls. I'm like, what? Oh kind of, my what god! This is not a children's show, bro. ladies and gentlemen. Who, who does it? That's what I thought I heard. I'm sorry. That concludes our. And, and in other news, Beto, water is wet. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, well, look at this comment. I'm, like, oh I'm not even gonna pull it up, but you guys can go ahead and look at it and laugh at it. Uh, if you guys, you guys yeah, saw it, you saw Brandon. There you go, Bachar. That's all for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh my god. Uh, so Thanks, once again, Ted also does uh articles for the Hive page um as well. So you. Oh can, wow, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Oh wow. So, yeah, 49ers Hive and uh all 49ers FM as well too. So both. Ted oh, H is all over the place. So he's part of the fam. So make sure you guys go hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, 
and follow him on all other social media platforms. And yeah, Zach and if, Zach Hernandez gave me my first break. He was the first one who ever asked yeah, me if sure. I wanted to write. I, I want to say this: if you guys but are you, watching Forever Faithful podcast on the Forty Nine er Minded channel or any other platform out there, even if it's on Twitter, make sure to subscribe to the Forty Nine er Minded Forever Faithful YouTube channel, the Forever Faithful podcast. Definitely give it. Go to their channel and specifically subscribe to their channel. Appreciate that, Bashar. Ted, Ted, what were you gonna say? I wanted to hear your. Oh, I was just saying. saying that Zach Zach gave me my first break. Uh, he was the first one who ever asked me if I wanted to write articles. So, you know, love me or hate me, however you feel about me, you can blame Zach Hernandez for uh, for getting <laughs> no, me started. So. Nobody can blame Zach's Zach. A great guy. Zach's a great we all guy. we all love Zach here. So. Yeah, I yeah, love his commercials. <laughs> Most of us wouldn't be here without him. He should be our. Had him on, had had him on my four parlay. It was like yeah. a dream come true having him on the show. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, guys, like Bashar said, please hit that like and subscribe button. We really appreciate it. We're still trying to get to 500 subscribers on YouTube. Um, and once we do that, we'll give away something for free, which is a jersey. That's what I'm talking about. So please make sure you on a date with Brandon. What? <laughs> a blind date with me? Hell yeah. Hey, a blind yeah, date. The subs are going to pile up now. With no the Gambino problem. himself, okay? Blind date with the Gambino himself. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, if, well, like I said, find us on YouTube for Every Faithful Podcast. We're also on Instagram, spelled all the way out for Every Faithful Podcast. TikTok as well. And Twitter is where we post everything. All your Fortnite news and updates. Um, and then also, too, if you haven't yet and you want to listen to the audio portion, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the other podcasts that you can find, we're on there. So... Other than that, guys, until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Let's go. Go Niners. Win that division. Orale, puros pinches Niners. Peace out. Wait. Seattle.